Well, hello there, and welcome to Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. I'm Debbie Giorgiani with Jerry Usher, and hopefully you. You are the key person we wait for because this is a live call-in show just for you. So I'm going to give you the number because I just know, Jerry, that our Take Two family is going to have something to say about this topic. So the number to dial, start dialing now. Trust us, will you? Because you're going to have something to say about this. 833-288-3986. Jer? Yeah, you can kind of consider consider this your radio destination for conversations that are important to us. As Debbie says, we grow a little bit closer to God every time that we have this program. And we put a topic out there, and you call in and discuss it and t- give us your lived experience and your take on it. It is that easy. Today we're talking about gossip. How Ooh. do you handle gossip? Do you... Uh, do you find yourself getting kind of drawn into situations of gossip from time to time? I put my first to put my hand in the air. I say I, that happens to me sometimes. Well, how do you how do you how do you re- respond to it? How do you react to it? If you find someone who wants to get in a gossipy conversation, you know it's not always easy. It can be tough sometimes. You want, don't want to offend anybody, but at the same time, maybe you want to tell them, "Look, I'm this is not a direction. It's not a path I want to go down." You know. So, this is what we're talking about today: gossip in our lives. Um, you can even fess up like I did if you want to say that you are guilty of gossip from time to time. But otherwise, how do you how do you how do you deal with it when you come across it? Eight three three two eight eight E W T N eight three three two eight eight three nine eight six. Oh come on, Jerry! There's gossip everywhere, and you know we we live and interact with people, and so you're going to say, "Hey, do you want some juicy gossip by the water cooler at work?" In the old days, um, you know, you you speak about somebody um, in in the in the workforce or um, somebody in the parish community. Let me just tell you something. I worked at the parish level for twenty five years. There was a lot of gossip. Okay, I mean we. We could have been a revolving door with the confessional. Okay, there was gossip everywhere. Oh, Father, so and so did this, or or this this particular department head did that. Or, you know, there was constant um, you know transferring of information that really was was very harmful to people's reputations, um, to pe- you know to wh- what um, their families. Sometimes people would gossip about their family situation. That was terrible. Um, so how do you handle gossip? It's all around us. Let's face it. We, we, we live in community, right? We, we interact with people. There's going to be that chance for that juicy gossip to be spread. And it, it, that's just the way it is. It's very, um, it's very, um, attractive in the sense that it kind of gets that adrenaline rush, you know, that, that kind of feeling like, wow, I, I know something that someone else doesn't know. Right. And it's very, it can, it can be very dangerous. So let's talk about it from all angles, angles. And let me just share something. Some people will say, well, it's not really gossip. I'm just telling the facts. Oh, that is, that's true. We understand that a lot of times gossip is mixed with a lot of facts, but is it our place to, to convey those facts? Um, that's the question. You know, what role do we play in that? Are we helping someone get closer to heaven, heaven or are we causing people to go further away? So that's the, you know, there's so many angles to this. As you can tell, we're both life coaches, so we deal with this all the time. We need to hear from you now. We set the table. You come on in and share your lived experiences, your wisdom on this topic of gossip. 833 yeah, what are the lines that somebody says that maybe tip you off that gossip is coming? 
don't tell anybody, but I got something to share with you. <laughs> if you hear something like that, you can be pretty sure, not always, not always, but you'd be pretty sure there's maybe um, an inc- incidence of gossip coming along uh, right after that. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, Debbie, you, you, you said something I was just making a note on. I said, everyone wants to be in the know. You know, you want to have that drama, that intrigue, like you said, the, the adrenaline rush. It can be very difficult because, you know, our, our producer, Ace McKay, gave us some numbers here this morning. He says the Bible mentioned, mentions gossip 133 times, and he says in all cases, we are admonished to keep from doing it. And he mm-hmm. says slander, which is like gossip, is mentioned in the Bible 120 times. So, mm-hmm. folks who are listening right now, it's part of life. We're all going to fall into this. So how do you how do you get yourself out of it? How do you maybe how do you avoid even getting into uh, starting or participating in a conversation of gossip uh, nature? Eight three three two eight eight three nine eight six. Well, I and here's something that's interesting. Like for me, and let me put aside you know the coaching uh, ministry that we have. When when you come to us as coaches, we we must keep that confidential. Okay, so that stays in a session very confidential. Confidential, uh, very confi- confidential, um, and protected in that way, and secure in that way. But let's say Jerry were to share with me something that was very confidential for him, very personal for him, right? The moment that Jerry said to me, "Hey, Debbie, can I keep this confidential between us?" I and Jerry, you can attest to this. I almost always say, and and that includes Marty, because I cannot keep anything from my husband. I can't. Um, it's, it's something that we agreed upon when we got married, that everything would, we would, would not hold any, um, um, you know, personal confidences away from our, our marriage and our, and, and us as a couple. Do you have that agreement with your spouse? Because I know I have some friends that say, yeah, don't worry. You can tell me anything. I won't tell my husband. That always concerns me. And so, you know, there, there's all these elements and dynamics of how gossip can spread into, um, our lives in a very personal, intimate way that, that may not be healthy for our long-term relationships. So you see where I'm going with this? It's very interesting, folks. Gossip has a way of, it has its tentacles going into places that aren't really good for our spiritual lives. So let's talk about it from all angles, uh, please. And, and we need you to weigh in. If you don't want to out uh, someone or yourself, just use your confirmation name when you speak to Charles Berry. He's, he's wonderful to talk to. In fact, we're getting so many compliments um, from the Take Two family saying they just really enjoyed meeting Charles. So the number to dial is 833 Have you been the victim of gossip? I think probably we all have been at some point. The only thing is you don't always know when you have been because it's kind of that whisper, whisper, hush, hush. But uh, maybe you found out at some point that you were being gossiped about. You know, how did you handle that? Did you approach the person? Did you offer? Yeah, it, it, it is painful. It's very painful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so maybe you wanted to straighten that out and offer your, uh, I mean, offer your forgiveness to somebody. You know, the Bible says in Ephesians four twenty nine, the word is say only the good things that people need to hear. Ephesians four twenty nine. So we're talking about gossip today. We've got a couple of phone lines still open. You can grab one right now at eight three three. 2883986 These are the kinds of conversations we want to have on this show because they really stretch us all a little bit help us grow closer to God and hopefully a little bit more holy as well so please call us We're talking about gossip today on Take 2 with Jerry and Debbie please weigh in on this and give us um 
your thoughts on gossip, where you draw the line uh, with with people that like to gossip. Um, you know, a lot of friends, that's the way they communicate. You know, that's, you don't want to just sit when you go out to lunch with a friend and just look at each other, right? There's usually st- information to be shared. And a lot of times it revolves around gossip. So let's talk about it. We don't want to fall into sin, um, especially with slandering somebody else's reputation and, and name. So um, that's what we're covering here today. So if you want, if you have something to say about this, you don't have to be Catholic to call in, please dial this number, 833 Three nine eight six and Jerry, I have to share this because um, we've had him on the show several times. We love his books. We love all the work that he does. Uh, Raymond Arroyo, I love the world over with Raymond Arroyo. And uh, tonight, Mercedes Schlapp, political commentator and former White House uh, communications director, reacts to the first GOP debate of the 2024 election season. And Monsignor Jason Gray, executive director of the Arch. Bishop Fulton Sheen Foundation on the current state of the cause for canonization of the late Archbishop Fulton Sheen. Um, I just wanted to say I did watch the uh, debate last night. It was it. You talk about um, getting your adrenaline and and your blood pressure sky high. It was there was a lot of action happening. So I, I think the world over tonight is going to be fantastic. I hope that everybody tunes in. Oh, that's right. There was a debate last night. <laughs> weren't you at your men's group you were at your men's group yeah, at the, church a parish men's group yeah we mm-hmm. had our first potluck with our men's group it was way overdue we had even for guys we did stuff from scratch so i'm, I'm proud of us proud of us mm-hmm. very nice very nice well i do have a before we get to helen in san antonio texas i just wanted to share because it reminded me of san antonio texas i was just um i got to speak at the fullness of truth conference in san antonio this past weekend and tony farmer um uh our wonderful um part of our ministry team here at um, at uh, Take Two. She uh, came with just a basket full of gifts. Uh, she's so amazing. She helped, she helped uh, Adam and I at the book table. But she got um, custom-made ball caps that I'm going to wear it tomorrow. She got custom-made golf caps for me and Marty. And um, it has St. Michael on the front. And on the back, it says, Pray, Hope, and Don't Worry, Padre Pio. It's pretty amazing. Nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tony's very generous that way, so I'm sure you enjoyed that. Yes. All right, talking about gossip on the program, we have two Helens back-to-back. The first one got in first in San Antonio, first-time caller, so we will go to you, Helen, listening on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Hello, Helen, number one. How are you? <laughs> Hello, how are you today? Good, um, I feel very blessed that I just got in uh, trying to save the number, but, you know, God works in mysterious ways. Uh, my question is, uh, where do you draw the line from gossip or talking to someone about the situation for somebody else? Uh, is that considered gossip um, mm-hmm. also, or is that considered more of a of a conversation? Of, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But you do talk about their flaws and what they should do and things like that with, with the other person. Uh, 
I think I fully myself, and I believe that is gossip too, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I just want to share, Helen, I had a wonderful priest. He was um, my pastor. He was um, my boss uh, when I was in religious education. And this used to come up quite often because he was, um, before he became a priest, he was a social worker. And um, he knew a lot about um, the psychology behind why people do the things they do. And he, and he shared a lot of information on what we should do um, um, and what we should stay away from so that we don't fall into sin. And this is what he used to say to us. If that person was sitting right there, would you still say the same things that you're saying? And if the answer is yes, I can honestly say that if that person was sitting right there at the table, I would say these exact things. Then and, and it and it and it and also that the goal of the conversation is to help bring that person into a better place in life and and closer to God. Then it it should be okay. But if 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 in any way, shape, or form, it's it's things that are being communicated that you don't want that person to know, that can be destructive to their their spiritual life or hurt them in any way or make them um, not see you as a person that is um, going to be um, real um, honest and upfront Reliable. as a Catholic. Yes, as yeah. Uh, then you you should refrain from it and move away from that situation. Take yourself out of the situation immediately. So I don't know if you if you wanted to use that. I've always tried to use that. It's helped me tremendously stay away from gossiping sin. But I don't know what what are your thoughts of that? Uh, I I think you you did hit it on the nail. I mean it's uh uh. Yeah, because would you really say those things in front of that person? Um, and probably not, um, <clears throat> because it's almost easier to criticize somebody without them being there. I mean, right. honestly, but, uh, but uh, yeah, I think that explains a lot, you know. Uh, I, I, that really helps. I, that really helps. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Because then you can also go to sleep at night knowing that you have nothing to to uh, hide or fear or feel bad about because you would have said that right to their face. I mean, so it's all up front. I'm a, I'm a firm believer of putting everything out there, the good, the bad, and the ugly, because I just think so. There's so many secrets, uh, and then when people do find out, they're so hurt, they're so wounded. I remember a, a, a time when when um, I didn't even realize something was happening at, in religious education, and when I found out what was going on, it was so painful. I, I I lost so many nights sleep, and I lost weight. I got sick over it. It was terrible. What do you think about it, Jerry? The secrets. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> I've worked at the parish level too, and uh, yeah, it, which is interesting. You know, sometimes people might think, well, this happens in the corporate world, but it certainly doesn't happen in our parishes and in our, you know, churches and, and religious groups and, and so forth. But you know, people bring their human stuff even into the the church uh, church office, you know, and things like that. So, um, yeah, I think you're right, and I would say it's similar to what you were saying. You know, if Jesus or Mary were sitting next to you, would you say what you're about to say? That's very similar to what you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So sound good, Helen? I, I your 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 comment, your question, Thank I think you. is helping many people. Thank you very much. It it really has it has helped me. Good deal. Great. Good deal. Thank you, Helen. God bless you. 
Um, okay, so Jerry, we're going to move to Charlene, and Charlene is another, fir- we have so many first-time callers, another first-time caller in Winston-Salem, North Carolina on Sirius XM 130. Hi, hi, Charlene, welcome to Take Two. Hi, um, I'm so glad to hear this program, and I have been the topic of evil gossip and in my church, and in my community, and I will never get out from under the evil reputation these people have developed for me. And I tried to talk to my priest three times, and all three times he either just tried to minimize what was happening and said that it wasn't as bad at our church as it is some other places, or he would segue to another topic. In other words, he didn't want to know, period. Mm -hmm. And I have had people in that church insinuate that I'm some kind of extreme, evil, immoral woman And I haven't even dated anybody in almost 30 years. Mm -hmm. I've had it insinuated even by a pastor's mother-in-law that I go to communion, alcohol on my breath, which is a lie. It's called mouthwash. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. there was a visiting clergy person who actually approached me in the parking lot one day and said to me, I want to talk with you about your morals. He's not even from our state. Mm -hmm. And evidently from his family and what he thinks he knows, Mm -hmm. he was getting ready to do this heavy-duty talk to me, and I was so shocked I just stood there. Mm Mm-hmm. Let well, me tell you, as mm-hmm. I say, I haven't even dated anybody in nearly 30 years, and I take sleep medications every night for mm-hmm. years and years, and I don't drink whiskey, mm-hmm. and I'm not an immoral person. Right, right. And like you, you're mentioning or someone else was mentioning about you, you get so beaten down by this that you... You lose weight, and you get you get sick, sick over to it. your stomach. Yeah. And yeah. I'm taking medicines now that I didn't used to need to take. Right, I understand. That's why the 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 power of the tongue and the words are uh, they can cut you like a knife. Absolutely, Charlene. But let me just ask you a couple of quick questions. Is this a are we are you ca- uh, Catholic or are you is this a Christian uh, church you're going to? Well, to my certain knowledge. Catholics are Christians, right? And I no, know. I'm not a Roman Catholic. Okay, gotcha. I belong to another kind of Christianity. Gotcha. Yeah, because you mentioned that the uh, pastor had a mother-in-law. I just wanted to make sure I was getting that clear. Uh, getting that clear. Okay, no problem. It's yes, Catholics are Christians. Absolutely, Charlene. I just wanted to for for sake of understanding this better. So here's here's what I would suggest. Okay, first, you're you're a Christian woman. You realize this is being done to you. This is a form of persecution. Okay, you have the ability to turn this around. You don't. have have to let this 
affect you and and for you to become very very bitter about this and to the people that are doing this to you you can have this work to your advantage and what i mean by that charlene is you can have it work to your spiritual advantage okay you can you can what we call offering it up aligning this with jesus is suffering and passion um for for what he did for all of us and for and then and to um offer this up for all your sins and 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 all of their sins as well and everybody around you, you can have this work to your spiritual advantage. I would suggest you you pray about it and quickly do that because you don't want this to destroy you physically, mentally, spiritually, emotion, emotionally, Charlene. But what I also would do is very gently um, maybe write a note to your pastor and just say, listen, this has really hurt me in many ways. And, and I can't get it to stop. So I will use this for my spiritual advantage um, because I'm going to go bigger than all of you and what you're doing and all the sinful nature that you're, you're partaking in. I'm going to let this um, serve me better um, for all of eternity. So there's, it's all how you really uh, position it and, and look at it, Charlene. And I want that for you because it sounds like you're in a lot of pain. Jerry? No, I'm curious to see what Charlene has to comment on what you were just sharing there. Charlene, do you have any thoughts on what Debbie was saying? Yeah, I do. And I'm telling you that when it's to the point that in my own neighborhood, I can walk into some stores and there are people who run me out of the store because they think I'm some kind of prostitute or something, then that's not something I can offer up to Jesus Christ. It is that I am being persecuted hideously by people in a church. And in point of fact, there was another person that I confided in Mm -hmm. at church, Mm -hmm. and evidently he talked to the pastor as well. And then in front of a room full of people, my pastor actually said the words, cowardly though they were, somebody just needs to get better at bearing up under persecution forget that he's got all this evil stuff going on in his church and he's too cowardly to do anything about it. Well, we can't comment on that because we didn't hear anything, Charlene, but you, you mentioned a moment ago where there was something you said that that's something I definitely cannot offer up. I would, I would just uh, encourage you to look at that quite a little bit differently. Everything is something that we can offer up. You know, the thing, Charlene, is if people are doing the things you're saying they're doing, they are... Uh, endangering their souls, quite frankly. And those are people who need maybe uh, more prayer than less prayer. So I would encourage you to do that and uh, be very, very careful about the people that you are entrusting with uh, details and information about your life and things that are going on. Because, um, you know, people are often, can't be trusted, but sometimes you find a really good friend who can, who can, uh, who can do that for you. So mm-hmm. uh, thanks mm-hmm. for the call, Charlene. Appreciate that. Yes, thank you, Charlene. We'll be praying. And let me just let me just be clear so we don't get any emails. This is the reason why that I, I say we, uh, I label us as Catholic Christians. Yes, um, we Catholics are Christians with the Church of Jesus Christ that was founded by Jesus Christ. So yes, I just, uh, just for clarification, when people mention pastors or ministers, I just, I'm trying to get uh, to the idea of what, what Christian denomination do they attend, folks? So that's what, we always have a 
reason why we're asking those um, those questions just to get um, clear communication and understanding of of where everybody's um, uh, story is. So let me let me just share this real quickly. I think we have a little bit of a technical glitch. I'm just trying to make sure I can hear Jerry Usher. So um, I wanted to share this on YouTube and Facebook is coming in pretty pretty fast, and I wanted to share too about gossip. Um, they're wondering if if um, gossip is okay or a transfer of information is okay um, if if it's coming from your boss. Ooh, what if your boss calls you in and says, I need to talk to you about something. This is what's going on with another, another coworker. Is that okay? Or should you say, no, this is against my beliefs. I don't want to fall into sin. That is very interesting because that puts you in an awkward position. Let's talk about it on the other side of the break. Please join us. 833-288-3986. Well, if you didn't know before, I'll tell you now, you have a show on the radio, and this is it. It's Take Two with Jerry and Debbie and you. You're the ones who make the show what it is every day. Uh, Debbie and I could present a topic and talk all about it for 54, 55 minutes, but then you'd all be tuning out. We want to hear what you have to say, especially on a day like today. We're talking about how you handle gossip. What are the what are the lines that tip you off? Somebody, you sit down with a conversation with someone, they say something like, don't tell anybody this, but I, I got to share this with you. Something like that um, can often tip you off that maybe, maybe, not always, that there's, uh, there's some gossip coming. Um, how do you know the difference uh, between sharing information about someone and gossiping? Have you ever been the victim of gossip. All these things we can talk about at 833-288-3986. We're going to go right back to our other Helen caller in a moment. But first, we want to congratulate another longtime member of the EWTN radio family. It's Holy Family Radio serving Harrisburg and Lancaster, Pennsylvania and Stewart, Florida, celebrating their 12th year with EWTN. So we want to congratulate Joe Nebastinsky and his team at WHYF from all of us at EWTN. Congratulations. Wow. 12 years. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. Yes, that's incredible. I just wanted to introduce this too as a, as another angle to this topic. Um, my friend and I, when we were, when we first had our children, Jerry, we joined a Catholic moms group um, where we got together and shared all the, you know, being new moms together. The whole entire group, now mind you folks, this was in a Catholic church, My uh, the whole t- entire group was all about um, husband bashing. There mm. was constant husband bashing nonstop. And my friend and I couldn't take it any longer. We actually left the group and we made a, we kind of made a bit of a, of a exit where we just said to everybody, this is not healthy at all. You know, here we are new moms with babies and we're just, we're just husband bashing. That's not good. So we made it, we made a decision to leave the group. And actually I heard that the group went on and and changed all of the rules and, and actually flourished and did great. And they stopped the uh, husband male, male bashing. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was very uncomfortable because I very, actually very I, healthy, I, we yeah. actually liked our husbands and we didn't want to do that, you know. So let's hear what Helen has to say. Another first time caller, Jerry, in Weymouth, uh, Massachusetts, on the Station of the Cross. Hi, Helen. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. 
Sure. Um, I work in a large organization, too, and, and one thing I want to say is um, the beautiful Catholic teachings of the seven deadly sins. Slander is, is one of them, but I do think it's the most common of all sins. I know so many loving, wonderful, generous people in my life, but they don't think gossip is a bad thing. And my rule, my personal rule is don't repeat anything unless it is a matter of a person's well-being, and then only repeat it to the person who's on a need-to-know basis that can actually help someone because of this piece of information I've gotten. Otherwise, most gossip is for the purposes of just making another person look bad or lifting yourself up, and I just, it goes in one ear and out one other, and it takes practice. It takes discipline to say, that is something I am not going to repeat. And I do think it needs to be addressed in some environments because I've brought it up numerous times where I work, and it's kind of like, well, you know, we're not going to go there. Why should we? It's like, no, I do think occasional reminders, especially in the workplace, not to gossip, not to slander. And if there's a major issue, come to the boss, the person who could do something about it. Um, but those are... Those are my observations and my personal rules, and like I say, it does take practice. Well, Helen, you've said a lot of important things, one of which I had on my mind earlier in the show, and that is uh, oftentimes we will, we will gossip, we will slander, we will be guilty of detraction, all, all sorts of these sins because we want to sort of elevate ourselves above somebody else. You know, maybe they uh, maybe have a gift or can do something we can't do, or, you know, maybe, maybe we're just deficient in some area. Maybe we don't have the same gifts as somebody else. So I'm glad that you made that point, you know, because... Um, it's just, it's sad. It's, it's human nature. It's just sad the way that is. And slander, of course, is, is typically involves something that is not true about somebody or gossip. I, I guess could be either true or false. But um, Debbie, I think she makes mm-hmm. a good, good point there about, you know, wanting to sort of elevate ourselves above other mm-hmm. people at times. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, Helen, um, blessed Carlo Acutis, uh, the young 15-year-old who's blessed right now on the full road to canonization, he used to comment about this all the time, exactly what you just said. He would say that, you know, light when, when light is out there in the world, that is, that is pleasing to God, right? That is absolutely pleasing to God. And he, co- he could not understand why people would want to um, snuff out or extinguish that light just because it made, it made their light a little brighter. And he said, when we do that, when we, put out other, when we put out the brightness of others, we are actually hurting and offending God. We should let the light shine. The more the light shines... It benefits all of us. Isn't that fascinating? This came from a 15-year-old saint, Helen. What do you think about that? I absolutely, positively, that is the truth, and, and we, need, we need to remember that. And it does take practice. hmm well, yeah, like all of the virtues, um, they require practice. Debbie always says practice does not make per- uh, uh, practice does not make perfect. Well, how do you say that? Perfect. perfect. It's <laughs> practice permanent. does not make perfect. It makes permanent. Yeah, and so it just goes to show, Helen, like you're pointing out, and Debbie, the the spiritual life, growing closer to God, becoming holier in this life is an effort. We have to put in the effort. We have to try. We have to work at it. We have to practice it. So, Helen, thank you very much for sharing those rules with us about how you approach that topic of gossip here on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. Uh, 833-288-3986. When you encounter gossip, how do you 
handle it. You can give us a mm-hmm. call, share your take with us. Yeah. And here's the thing, you know, we, we have to realize this. When we leave this earth, Jerry, and we close our eyes here and we open up our eyes, we are going to see Jesus, right? For the particular judgment. Um, every, we're going to be held accountable for everything we said, everything we didn't say. You know, we're going we're gonna to have that whole life review very fast, right? And yeah. so think about this. Every encounter we have, are we are we pushing people closer to God or are we pulling them away? And I, I look at it like that. You know, sometimes I think we overcomplicate how, how to do this, how to navigate this thing called life. It really is quite simple. And Mother Teresa knew it. If you look at Mother Teresa's quotes, they're all very simple, but very profound. And I would just encourage folks to get back to the foundational elements of what it means to really increase virtues and to, and to push down and to eliminate all vices. And, and I, Helen brought up the seven deadly sins. That would be a, a something to start looking into um, to, to really um, get yourself familiar with things so you know what to work on. Right, Jer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Anne in Las Vegas, hold on. You are right after Magdalena in Fargo, North Dakota, listening to us on Real Presence Radio. Hello, Magdalena. How are you? Hi. Are you there, Magdalena? Yes. Mm. Oh, okay, good. Good to have you with us. Can what would you, you like to share about this? Yeah, oh, okay. Um, yeah, I just had a comment about um, one of the earlier calls. I, um, you were talking about what constitutes gossip and, you know, what should you say to other people. And I was taught years ago that even if you have something good to say about the person, you probably shouldn't be talking about them. Mm-hmm. Um, I was... Uh, And like the last caller said, it's on a need-to-know basis. Is there some reason why, you know, a good reason why that person, you know, why you should share information about somebody else? Um, I was a member of a prayer group one time, and a woman was prayed over and, and, and witnessed that she was able to quit smoking, and I repeated that to somebody. And I was chastised later by the by one by one of the deacons in our church that they, you know I, I should not be sharing it, mm-hmm. and uh, kind of caught me off guard. But sure. um, you know, I, I really struggle with gossip even now. I I, I just but there's another um, aspect to to it. I would like to know. What's a good way to extricate yourself from a conversation without offending anybody? One day after Mass, we were discussing, you know, we were just having conversations with our priest, and uh, my friend was going to share something about another person, and all of a sudden, um, our priest, candles are still lit. I have to go shut it. I have to go extinguish those, and... You know, and it was, I took it as kind of a, well, let's end this conversation before it goes somewhere we don't want it to go, Mm -hmm. you know? Right, and I thought that was kind of a clever way. <laughs> right. Well, and and Magdalena, you don't. Uh, here's the thing. Everybody, you know, says, "Well, how do I make the excuse to politely exit a situation that I don't want to get get into a sin?" Well, you don't want to trade one sin for another sin by, you know, blatantly. You know, some people will come up with with pretty elaborate excuses to get out of a situation. You don't want to do that because then if you're caught in that, now you just lied about why you left, right? So, so what I would do is, you know. 
I remember years ago, um, Oprah Winfrey, okay, there, there are certain things that Oprah used to say on her talk show, and they were just so brilliant. You know, she would say, you don't have to give a reason for why you have to leave a, um, a place or why you can't attend a certain thing. You know, you can just state it. So if you're in the middle of a conversation and, and it turns to gossip, you can politely say, excuse me, you guys, I'm going to go ahead and get going now. Thank you. It was good seeing all of you. Bye-bye. You don't have to say, well, I've got, you know, I've got another appointment or I've got to go to the restroom when you really don't have to, you know, and stuff like that. You don't have to do any of that. You can just say, I'm, I'm, you know, it's time for me to go. I've got to go. And that's it. The problem is I think we, we tend to over communicate with the reasons why we want to get away from sin. Just, just absolutely get away from the near occasion of sin. It's that simple. And, and people will understand you will send a signal to everyone. One, that it's going in a direction that people need to wake up and realize it's it's probably not healthy for their for their souls. What do you think, Magdalena? That sounds like good advice because yeah. you if you if you can if you can in some way communicate to the other person that this isn't good, then then they can, they have a chance to um, redeem their actions too. Right. Right. And, and remember, gossip yeah. is very attractive in the sense that it stimulates that same kind of addictive quali- qualities in the brain. It's that same kind of um, almost like a, um, a drug hit when somebody wants to get the next hit to get that next, that, that next feeling. Of, and so that's why gossip is very, it, it, it causes people to go into it very easily. So we have to work hard to get away from it. So you're, you're not alone, Magdalena. It's, it's something that's all around us. That's why we're addressing it. Right, Jer? Absolutely. Magdalena, thanks for the call. Real quickly, Debbie, you brought something to my mind um, mm-hmm. because you said, you know, you said it could be something we say or something we don't say. Mm-hmm. And we know that in, in our uh, act of contrition, we have, you know, for what I've done and what I've failed to do, for my thoughts and my actions. I'm just wondering, and I'm not necessarily looking for an answer. I'm just curious, you know, if, if we're in a situation where there's gossip going on and we just, we don't, we don't participate, but we just kind of stand there and, and nod and, and rather than getting out of the situation mm-hmm. or saying something to somebody is I wonder if that's a sin of omission, you know, because we're not, you know, mm-hmm. we're not, we're failing to take action in a situation where maybe we should. Right. Uh, so, I some know, people, a, I, I, again, Jerry, that's a really good point. Uh, this same pastor that I, that I was referring to that gave excellent advice to all of his staff, he said that if you're just sitting there taking it in and not saying anything, you're still part of it. You're still part of the problem. Mm-hmm. You should really, you okay. should really um, say something to defend that person's honor or to make a statement to get people to think differently. And I will tell you, Jerry, I think you can, I think you can attest to this. You, you've heard me say many times when, when people's um, a situation or, or a certain um, a scenario comes up, I will say, you know, I really love that person or I'm very close to that to that person or I, I I value that person or they're they're a mentor of mine I will go out of the way out of my way to to make sure that there's something that is positive being communicated even if it's if it's a so-called uh, you know meeting where there's facts being laid out on the table um, so I I think it is our responsibility for me this is my personal opinion to to defend other people's honor I I do I mean I and I would expect that from people who I love and care about about, like my friends, like Jerry, I feel confident that when you go out there and if my name comes up as, you know, a co-host, 
I I just absolutely have the full trust that you will say, hey, you know, Debbie's a friend of mine, or I love working with Debbie or whatever. And I hope you feel the same way about me. And I think that's important to build each other up. What do you say? Yeah, no, I agree. And Magdalena did say also, she, I think she said something like, you know, we shouldn't talk about other people at all. And if it's, if it's gossip or slander, things like that, I totally agree with that. But, you know, what about, uh, what about if somebody were to say to me, you know, Jerry, you, you and Debbie make a great team. You know, you, you're a great host of the show or something. You know, that's not gossiping, I don't think. I mean, that's pa- you know, passing on a compliment or something. So I don't think talking about people in some situations mm-hmm. is crossing the line into gossip. That's just my Yeah, I know. I would agree with you. I would absolutely agree with you. And I can just tell you right up front, Jerry, what I say about you when you're not around and I get and I get emotional every time I say it. I would never be sitting here where I am today if it wasn't for Jerry Usher. So that's what I say about you. And, you know, it's the truth. I'm very grateful that you had the kindness and and, um, care and concern to help me in Catholic media. So you know, I hope that's not a gossip. I hope it's just the truth, and it is. So, no, bless you. Hey, thank you, Debbie. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, and you know, there are a lot of other people at EWTN. You love all of them. The lineup is going to be fantastic this Saturday at EWTN's free family celebration. It's at the Birmingham Jefferson Convention Complex in Birmingham. And this year, it's a special occasion because we're celebrating Mother Angelica's love of the Eucharist and marking the centennial year of Mother Angelica's birth. So be sure you're at the family celebration this Saturday featuring talks by your favorite TV and radio hosts from EWTN. You can shop religious items from the EWTN Religious Catalog. For details and registration, just go on EWTN.com slash Family Celebration. Right. Beautiful. I love the family celebrations. Okay. And so our Take Two family members are saying, see, Jerry, stop getting Debbie to get emotional. See, Jerry, see what you did? (laughs) Okay. So we're going to hear from Anne, and Anne is in Las Vegas, Nevada, and Anne is listening on the EWTN app. Hello, Ann. Thank you for waiting, and welcome to Take Two. Hello there. Can you hear me? Very well. Okay. Go right ahead. Let's go back to one of your listeners and all the rest of them. Um, I had a psych diagnosis when I was very young, Um, and I joined AA when I was 33, I guess, Um, and I sobered up and in the city, and uh, got woken up a lot, told to grow up. (laughs) Then I moved to a Mm. small town, which is, uh, by nature, gossipy, I guess. Anyway, um, I had uh, what in the the AA Big Book, which is best used for these, quote, non-alcoholics, to erase the word alcohol and or alcoholism or whatever and put in my issue, please. Okay, then, so on and on, life went on, and when I was 31 and a half years sober, I had my uh, pitiful and incomprehensible demoralization experience on my porch fighting with the cops because of fear. Capital F-E-A-R. F everything and run, or face everything and recover. Uh, Sobriety is lovely. Recovery is all about waking up. Anyway, so uh, I spent a 10-month tour through hospitals, hospital uh, recovery center, physical, and uh, uh, and, uh, assisted living where I was the 
at least 15 years younger than the other youngest. And uh, that was kind of rough. Um, I came out with a very strong sense of grace and gratitude. Thank God. Uh, I had very slowly gone back to meetings during the pandemic and uh, eventually gone back to the church. Uh, uh, but the church doesn't really... I, I'm sorry, I find AA to be more Catholic with a small C, uh, universal mm-hmm. than not. And uh, uh, so, anyway, I went to a meeting and uh, complained because I was being talked about, things were being re- repeated that I'd heard before, and so on. And I brought up the topic in the, the, the room full of it was a women's meeting, <laughs> and uh they were kind of patting me on the head. You'll be all right. Don't worry about it. Blah, blah, blah. Mm. Until one woman spoke up and said, get out of central stage. <laughs> I love that woman. I love that woman. Uh, she's so right. I, my experience is not because of you, them, her, him, it. <laughs> the world doesn't come at me. I move into it. My experience is mine, and I have everything, or at least a part, in my experience. That's what I have to say. Grow up, kid. Let it go. Move on. I've got to go. I've got some people <laughs> are going to buy my car. Thank you so much. <laughs> i tell you what, Ann. Thank you for calling um, and, and waiting. Like you said, Debbie, you said thanks for waiting patiently. Um, and God bless you, you know, for the sobriety that you've achieved in your life. Uh, so many people have done that through uh, AA and, and other means, some excellent programs out there. And, you know, it's just like any other environment. Um, there's going to be people talking about other people, even when those people are probably in the room, but especially when they're not in the room. So, um, again, it's just something that we have to pray for people for. Pray for ourselves, first of all, I would say. Uh, because, uh, you know, we can get bitter, we can get angry, we can get resentful if people are gossiping about us and we find out about that. But also pray for the, the people who do this, because like I said earlier, um, we're, we're going to be accountable to God. The Bible is mm-hmm. very clear. I think the book of James talks about the danger of the tongue. And mm-hmm. uh, earlier the in Ephesians, I quoted, mm-hmm. yeah, the power of the tongue. And I quoted St. Paul mm-hmm. saying, you know, say only the good things people need to hear. So um Sounds like Anna's had some very good uh, life experiences amidst the difficulties and challenges. Well, it sounds like she's taken a a mature attitude towards it. I mean, to be accountable. I I agree. I mean, if if you're at a meeting, Jerry, and and you slam your fist down and start yelling at everybody and you walk out, do you you expect them not to talk about you? Of course they're going to talk about you. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've got to, you got to take accountability for our actions and what's going to happen. I mean, but be, but, but be ready for that. Be ready to answer for why you did it why you didn't do it how to apologize um you know you know and and make amends for things that if, if it goes wrong and then say to people you know i would appreciate if you don't talk about me when i'm not here you know this is the reasons i i did what i did and i'm sorry and you know and try to move on i mean most people do want to move on they that you're you know people replace other people with you know making them the topic of conversation because this life mm-hmm. is moving very quickly let's hear what donna has to say real fast um jerry in another first time caller look at you guys go i love you guys in los angeles on sirius xm 130 hi donna hi hi how are you thank you for taking my call sure and um yes i i 
struggle with gossip. I try to be, in, in 99% of my life, I'm very positive. I only say positive things about people if I'm talking about them. But there is this one person in my life who is just a thorn in my side. It's, um, it's my husband's daughter, and she does not like me. And she has numerous times hurt me, either publicly, privately, been rude. Um, and I cannot stop. Whatever, whatever happens, I really struggle with. I, I run around and I tell all those people who are close to me. So I gossip about her. Okay. And Donna, I, Donna I, I, we're going to run out of time. I have to share this with you real quickly. This comes up all the time in life coaching, all the time, Donna, and there's ways around this. Okay. So you know her come from, she's probably always going to hurt you, right? So what you get to do again is use this as a spiritual advantage for you. So what you want to do is pray for her and then, and then bless her with your words do the exact opposite of what you want to do to relieve that, uh, you know, feelings of hurt. Do the exact opposite. Turn it around and and send her um, the blessings and and the good the good intentions and everything in, from your heart, Donna. And then offer it up because Donna, this comes up. I can't even begin to tell you as you were talking about this. I was thinking I hear this pretty much on a daily basis. I don't know if anybody's uh, taught you that technique technique before, but it is golden for your spiritual life. What do you say? Okay, great. Yes, great. So instead of gossiping in a negative way, but bless, bless her. Yes. And, and bless find, her. Find, find the positive. Right. Find the positive, but bless her in prayer. So go, go to adoration, go to Jesus and you can complain to her to, you know, complain about her to Jesus, but keep it with Jesus and then finish with Jesus. I want her to be blessed. I want her to have a happy life. I want her to be, to be healthy and, and holy. Okay. And that's what I mean by the blessing. Okay. You can do it. You'll see it is golden, Donna. You will call us back and you will be praising God. Thank you. Thank you. Because I, I need to stop. It hurts me every time I do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you're just trying to relieve the pain because she's hurting you. So God understands that too. But you, it, yeah, but it's, but, but turn it around to make it be, uh, you know, an advantage for us spiritually, I think. Well, we have a patron, my patron, St. Gerard, and Debbie's husband, Marty, is his middle name is Gerard. He mm -hmm. was falsely accused of some things and didn't, so he, he kept silent. He felt there was no way he could defend himself, and he was exonerated, you know, and, and proven innocent at a later time. So that's the stuff of what saints are made. Absolutely. And Patty wrote a book about gossiping, so we'd love to hear about it, Patty. If you can email us, take2 at EWTN.com. And Anne, we're not going to get to you and the others on social media and Facebook. Sorry, you guys, but we'll revisit this topic again. All right. Thanks to the show team. We had Charles Beery on the phones today, Jeff Burson on social media, Ace McKay, our producer. Thank you, affiliates, for carrying the show, and thank you, Take Two Family, for another great conversation. Talk to you tomorrow. God bless.